Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Dyson. I'm Charlie Valentine. And we are United, United Queendom. Queendom, bringing you all things Drag Race, plus The Ed and Charlie Show, in which we help the celebs and plebs who need it the most, with their many, many, many problems. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember to rate, review, and always, always share. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, proud owner of the best gay bars in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Club and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. We're alone together. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> uh, and Charlie and I know how this feels. We know how to try and do something that's normally done in person over the internet. So we are perfectly qualified to... Um, pick apart the reunion, which this year, for the first time in Drag Race history, has been done over... Am I just assuming it's done over Zoom? Or did they tell us? I don't know. I don't think they mentioned the brand names. Well, wh- whatever it is, it's some sort of video call. Um, what did you kind of go into this reunion expecting? Well, I saw clips. I'm not a Housewives fan, but I did see clips of the Atlanta reunion, which was done over Zoom, and it kind of worked quite well. So I was having... My hopes were quite high, having seen it work previously. Well, I mean, the thing with Housewives is someone could always hit someone. I suppose that could happen on Drag Race. <laughs> I guess over Zoom, that's like takes an added level of drama out of it because you kind of think they could get up in each other's face and they're never going to do that. I think the reason I thought this reunion wouldn't work is not necessarily because it's over the internet. It's just because the season has had such little drama. So there isn't really a lot to talk about. No, I think going in, all I was thinking about was Britta and Aiden. Yeah. And then whether they would broach Sherry Pie or not, or choose to ignore her. And as we found out, it was the latter. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to address Sherry Pie. I think it was a relief for them to get to a point in the series where they could just ignore her, because they've spent so long having to kind of limit her appearances. Although there are a couple of references, we'll get to them. But the episode starts off with, uh, they do like a Shady Bunch sequence. So a parody of the Brady Bunch. Um, did you find this funny? I thought it was cute and adorable. You've got to be inventive, haven't you? It was quite cute. It looks like a lot of editing went into this episode because it's quite slick. And uh, as we know from our many internet failures, uh, it's quite hard. I mean, I'm sure they have a much better system than we do. But um, it can be quite difficult. There's a lot of like when you can't see the person and there's lots of things going on. So I think they did the best of it. Technically speaking, they did a really good job of it. Um, It's within the sequence that they straight away kind of reference Sherry Pie because they... Um, they all sing 13 queens competing all together. And Jada goes, technically only 12. <laughs> Which is like, obviously, they, they never mention Sherry Pie by name, but they keep referencing the fact that the series ended up having a missing queen. I find it kind of weird that they were just like giggling about it because it feels like it's been such a dark cloud over it. I feel like it's, I mean, we joke about it, but we're not part of the show. Do you find it yeah. surprising that they are just kind of like nudge, I, nudge, wink, wink now? Yeah, I find it that she was like kind of like a joke. It was like you've been this uh, whole um, disclaimer we get makes it seem so serious. And as we talk about, it's been Chinese whispers with what actually Sherry did. But now I think we're back to joking about it. We're through the other side. I know. We've come full circle. And uh, also coming full circle, we get Pop Chop making a cameo. The first queen ever to be eliminated on Drag Race. You haven't seen season one, but I'm sure you at least know that. Um, and she still pops up every now and then. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen her. But um, yeah, it's always nice to see her 
beautiful face. And I'm still pushing, hopefully she'll get on All Stars. Um, it's only taken four decades for Angina to get on. So hopefully Pork Chop next. And I hope she goes home first again in All Stars because I think that'd just be perfect <laughs> symmetry. So one of the main things everyone's talking about is RuPaul's uh, geesh. <laughs> what did you uh, make of this? What is going on? And they don't ref- they don't bring it up, do they? I don't think a single person brings it up. Or he doesn't bring it the up. The theme is slumber party. So that's what they've kind of all dressed for. And then I guess it's meant to fit in with that theme because it looks like an actual mud mask, which you would do at a slumber party. But it's so clearly like, it looks like latex, does it? Or, I don't know, PVC. It's shocking. I can't believe they got away with that. And that like basic purple hoodie from H&M. <laughs> which didn't even really compliment the face mask. Um, I feel it like... so. Was- Bizarre. A lot of people are speculating. So there's one thing, obviously RuPaul can't do makeup uh, to herself. Like she has Raven do it. It's like a full um, operation. It's like lighting, it's angles, it's the makeup. It's It puts a whole empire to put Ru together. Um, so she's isolating at home and everyone's very conscious at the moment of like making sure that they're not breaking social distancing. Ru's not going to do her own makeup because we saw... And Project Runway, how badly that could go if she did it then, unless someone sabotaged her. Um, So, and obviously she's not in drag. So a lot of people, I think, are surprised she couldn't just not have makeup. But every time you're on TV, usually you have some makeup on. Um, So I think this is Rue's get out clause for um, not wanting to show an unmade up face. But could she not even do boy makeup herself? Is she that bad? You would think so, but then I've, I don't know. I guess I think there's a difference between putting makeup on yourself to just live your life and for TV. I think usually the people who put makeup on you to appear on TV are doing it with that in mind and it's a different kind of technique. I may be wrong about that. Um, but then a lot of other people are speculating that Rue's had some work done, um, which maybe would make sense because obviously in lockdown, a lot of people have had a lot of time without making a public appearance. So for celebrities, it's a good time to tweak all your bits. But on the other hand, I don't think you're meant to be doing that. But I guess if it's private, they could... I think we thought she did it at the start of the series, no. Because at the start of this series, there was a lot of, like, hats and, like, headscarves at the start of this series when she was a boy, Rue. That is true. I mean, I I wouldn't put it past Rue to have multiple things in a year, though. And (laughs) the start of the season feels like it was in the 90s now. So it was a long time ago. So I wouldn't be surprised if she wanted a little tweak, especially for the finale next week. So I assume she'll be appearing in drag in that. So maybe she wants to be fully prepped. And, um... Because it wasn't just the fact she's wearing the mask. It was also quite, like, she seemed very, like, puffy and swollen. I can't believe I can call anyone puffy, she but... did. And I'm trying to check now. I've got it on. Her background looks a bit fake. Is she at home? There is Rue. <laughs> it's actually a full fracking site in the background, but she's just <laughs> superimposed some random house. Well, because then I say, I, there was rumours that... Rumours. Corona happened. Rumours. <laughs> that um, Corona happened during the middle of filming UK. So then I wondered if Rue was stuck in London. Yeah, I know. I mean, she must have been. And either she broke the rules to leave the UK um, on a private plane, because I think some people allow... Has that still been going on? Or she's been in London, near me, actually, because I uh, live near where it's filmed. And RuPaul's just been, like, hidden away. And I should have been searching for her to try and give her my CV this whole time. Give her a little food package as well. (laughs) Give her a little Botox. Um, 
So we get an introduction to all the queens over Zoom or whatever they're using. Nikki Doll says she's not a sample size anymore. Um, she's been eating a lot in lockdown. So I think maybe we should start calling her Thicky Doll. Did you notice, did, you, did she look any different to you? Oh, she looked like a walrus. <laughs> Fucking huge. Um, she is. I have to say, I forgot, I kind of forgot about Nikki Doll. And when she popped up, I was like, oh yeah, you were this series. I guarantee. Is that me? Am I being mean? No, I mean, this series has gone on forever. And I guess it's not technically gone on longer maybe than other seasons, but just because of being in lockdown. And for me, anyway, the weeks feel so long and there's such little else going on. And then, because the season's been quite weird and it just, the whole Sherry Pie thing, I just think it just has felt like quite an epic saga. But um, I, I predict, if I make any accurate prediction this year, that next time we see Nikki Doll, she's going to have her teeth done. She's going to have full veneers. I'm surprised she didn't already get them done, actually. Oh, like Vanjie style. Yeah, I mean, Vanjie's... The thing is, I'm not saying Nikki has awful teeth, but because she's so... I mean, her name is Doll. She's such like a picture of perfection. Just like a slight imperfection on her just kind of almost is brings more attention to it. I don't know if that's shady, but I bet she'll be fully veneered soon. Britta reveals that she's um, asthma, asthmatic queen, or on Drag Race, <laughs> yasma. And she also says she's wearing no <laughs> pants. And she, her teeth were already massive and white on Drag Race, but she seems to have, like, she's doubled up on veneers. Or I think she, she might be wearing a... <laughs> they call it a flipper, don't they? Drag Yeah. Um, but it's like, she has amazing teeth. It's weird that she would... I've, I've been spending a lot of time paying attention to teeth on this Zoom, I guess, because we can't see the full outfits and just focusing on the mouths. I stumbled across a YouTube clip of Britta at London Pride, like, 2018, where she was, like, um, hosting the main stage. Was she good? Yeah, she was quite funny and good. And she introduced... Oh, she introduced a girl band, as in, like, a drag girl band. And I think one of the queens was Jan. And then she introduced... I think Alyssa was headlining. She introduced Alyssa. But it was quite funny, like, seeing... Oh, wow. She was that famous that she did get flown out to London to host London Pride. Yeah, and people tend to only say good things about Britta, usually. It's a bit like... It's always been the same with Fifi O'Hara. Like, she's one of the biggest villains from the show, but usually all the queens from the show say she's really nice. So it just shows how different the perception can be from the people who really know them and what we see. Oh, we should probably mention that, shouldn't we? Did you hear about Fifi? No, what, ha what happened? She's done a uh, Tyra, well, we're not supposed to say Tyra now, James, where she's retired her character, so there'll be no more Fifi O'Hara anymore. Oh, uh, retired drag? Or is she just doing... I think it was yesterday. I'm... Jeremy, is that her name? Yeah, she says she's still going to do drag. She's not going to do, like, the bars and brunches anymore, but she's going to do, uh, like, the big tours, but just under the name Jeremy. So it's... Oh. I wonder if it's more to do with not retiring the character, because if she's in drag, she'll still pretty much be Fifi and considered Fifi, but I think maybe she's trying to get away from everyone tagging Fifi, because, you know, people are always re-watching old seasons, and Fifi is so universally hated on season four. So every time new fans get into it, I think she just gets more and more abuse from around the world. It's never ending. So I think she's just kind of wanting to kill off Fifi and just try and, I don't know, carry on as Jeremy. Oh, well, good luck to you, Jeremy. Uh, so that's the two biggest villains from Drag Race have dropped their names. So who would be the third one? I guess Roxy doesn't count because she kind of redeemed herself, didn't she? Is Mimi still a villain? Yeah, Mimi. Maybe she'll retire Mimi on first. That'd be quite cringy because I don't think anyone would really care. Um, I shouldn't say that because I actually write for Mimi on first. Sorry, Mimi. Is <laughs> we can edit that silky? out. We don't have Moon at the moment, but Moon, hi, um, what do you call it? In the future, you can edit that out. Retrospectively? No. Yeah, that works. 
Um, <laughs> so Aidan Zane does a reference to, obviously, one of the gags of the season was everyone saying she had one wig, and then she appears with the background with lots of different black pussycat wigs. <laughs> Did you... I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was I thought good. that was a clever little gag. Yeah, and I thought she looked good. She had a different wig on her head, which looked good. Her makeup looked quite... Um, Refined. I've always kind of liked her makeup. And yeah, I thought Aiden did uh, a good job of kind of coming across quite well in this episode. She did. W- what did you think of um, Crystal's get up? <laughs> oh, is that Benny a Scrooge? I thought it was, I've since learned it was Scrooge, but I thought it was um, the thing from Harry Potter. Is it called Dobbly? Dobbly? What's the, I don't actually watch the Harry Potter the thing. Little, the little goblin thing. Yeah, I thought it was that, although now I say it. I don't know why I thought that, but I thought it was... <laughs> but it's weird that... Well, I suppose the theme is slumber party and Scrooge is known for walking around in <laughs> nightwear. <laughs> what are those, like, old hats that they used to wear in Victorian times? Why did they wear... They used to wear such long hats. I don't know. Yeah, almost... So I'm asking you that you're, like, a fashion historian. No. Tell me. <laughs> no, you're asking me because I'm so old. <laughs> like, what was it like in the Victorian time? What were the hats like? Um, so Crystal's really pushing the boundaries of boy drag, isn't she? She won a challenge in boy drag this season and now she's just appearing fully as a male character. Yeah, I, I liked it. I wasn't sure about the colour scheme. Yeah, I think... I feel like maybe she should, she should have gone full Ebenezer. I think I liked it, but I just, I don't know. It's weird. But then Crystal's weird and that's what we love about her, I guess. Did you notice, um, bringing it back to weight, that uh, Widow has lost a lot of weight? No. So you couldn't really tell that much in the reunion, but she's been posting on Instagram and she has lost a lot of weight. But then I think she sat in the reunion in a way that she was almost like crumpled like a couch. So I think you couldn't really tell. But yeah, it's interesting to see who's gaining and losing their weight in lockdown. So I think all the weight that Widow's lost, um, Nikki Doll has taken, but it's all evening out. And um, what else has been happening in lockdown is Rockham Sakura masturbating so much that her wiener looks like beef jerky. <laughs> I have to say, I thought Rockham was really funny this episode. I think she's always been funny. That's why it's one a shame that she didn't get to go do longer on the season. Her humour really reminds me of Trixie Mattel, but just a bit more, like, cheery. But yeah, she's always a delight. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about this later, maybe, but I think there's so many contenders for all-stars in this series. Whereas if you look at, like, some previous series, like, only maybe two of them I'd want to see again. But I could see at least, like, five or six of these coming back. Oh, definitely. a lot of contenders here. I think almost everyone in the cast is. I'd say, like, Dahlia, no. I've seen enough of that old broccoli stuff. But apart from that, I could pretty much imagine, I mean, obviously not all in one season, but spread out over the years, I could see them all kind of getting a turn. Um, Yeah. We, I was quite surprised by Heidi in closets. So she uh, reveals that she once took anger management classes, um, which I th- I know, that <laughs> seems so unlikely. Can you imagine, like, even if she was... Sh- it, I mean, it actually happened this season. She told everyone in Untucked, fuck you. And it still was considered a nice light moment. That's how non-threatening she is. <laughs> but I finally think we've come up with the right name for her now. And it's Heidi and Gamanagement. <laughs> yes, it just rolls off the tongue. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to get a backstory from her. And we also delve into what a scalding hot drama from the season, which is when Heidi, no, Gigi told Heidi that her makeup could be improved. I mean... I know. Wasn't this just unmissable drama? I find it really funny that if this was, this scene had been in season two, this probably would have been one of the nicer clips of the season. But because it's like season 12, <laughs> it actually is one of the main drama points. 
Um, what did they you... were scraping the barrel. <laughs> did you find it interesting at all? No. They were trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. <laughs> there really has were. been a lack of... Yeah, but I mean, I think I've said this before on the show, that it's just... The queens are just so much more self-aware nowadays where they, they won't let themselves go and they're so self-conscious of Twitter and what the outside world are thinking. Exactly the same as um, Big Brother. The early season of Big Brother, people were just crazy and then later on everyone became very self-conscious of how they're being perceived. Oh, definitely. But I think I did speak about this um, last week with someone and I was saying, I think we'll never really know what happened, but because of the Sherry Pie edit, I do wonder if a lot of drama was cut out so it could have been drama involving Sherry Pie or there's a lot of people speculating that maybe Gigi was meant to be like a massive villain, but because she, because of Sherry Pie being taken out of the competition, they kind of, I don't know, I think maybe they didn't want anyone to get a huge villain edit because Sherry Pie just naturally became such a dark cloud over the season. So I wonder if Gigi was actually a lot bitchier through the season than we were allowed to see. I, mean, I think RuPaul's the villain now, isn't he, with his fracking? I know. The environmental people are out for him. Sherry and Rue are the villains of the season. Um, although I did even <laughs> think that Gigi's apology to Heidi about this makeup thing was slightly shady. She said, I'm sorry, I didn't realise you had been working on your face. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, it's so patronising. <laughs> but did you note that Heidi's mug has vastly improved? It is. I thought she looked gorgeous this episode. Although I didn't quite get the slumber theme, but you know, you know I'm a stickler for a theme. Yeah, I also didn't see the theme. I didn't think... Anyone nailed the theme that much, actually. But they all looked... Their, their faces looked good, which is important, because obviously there was a lot of we have a quick go through the looks or not? Who's your top three looks? Um, well, I think Crystal just for the gag. Um, I, I Probably Heidi for the mug, although, like you say, not on theme. And then I did like Jada. I liked the pillow behind the head thing, but I didn't think it was the right colour. I thought if she'd picked a darker colour, it would have all popped a little bit more. What were yours? I like... I have to say, Gigi's face was gorgeous and that red hair. It felt like she was doing that uh, pink nose thing again, though, but, like, not meaning to. Um, I have to say, I really like Dahlia's bunny ears. Dahlia did look really cute. cute. I thought her chest tattoos um, looked horrible, though. Oh, really? Yeah, they look really, like, sore, um, like she's been scratching them. And then I'm going to say probably Britta. It's very traditional drag, but it is like, yeah, that's what I want from a drag queen. Yeah, Gigi, Britta and Dahlia. Yeah, those are good choices. Um, what is not considered a good choice is Heidi reveals that she is, in fact, sticking with the name Heidi in closet. <laughs> Rue says, that is a mistake. Uh, but where do we stand on this now? The season's coming to an end. I think she has to stick with it. And I do like the name Closet Cases for her fans. And I consider myself a closet case, which <laughs> I haven't been able to say for a while. But yeah, I think it's just... When you come on a show like Drag Race, once you've branded, you, branded yourself, it's almost impossible to change that without losing a lot of momentum. So I think it's just become part of the fun of Heidi now. And she is undeniably a star. So we love her. Can we just do one last soft and, uh, whistle, Charlie? I keep saying every time okay. I ask you, it's the last one, and then I ask again. <laughs> <laughs> soft and supple. Oh, you've lost it a bit there. Do you want to try it again? <laughs> soft. And yeah, you had it then. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to lube it up a little bit. Um, so for me, the cringiest part of this reunion was this manufactured drama they tried to make about Nikki Doll being bitter about the fact she was in the bottom and her like, I think my baby was funny. <laughs> so she's watched it back and now she, even though she nominated herself to go home that episode, she now thinks suddenly it was a, I don't know, underrated gem. 
Do you think she actually thinks this or do you think she's just trying to get airtime? So manufactured. <laughs> no one even remembers that challenge or that episode. No one remembers you, Nikki Doll. No. <laughs> when did this happen before on a reunion where well, there's the wig one, which I, I don't even think that was manufactured. I think they actually all did care about that. That was last year, wasn't it? The stupid wig thing. And then, the reunion last year was particularly boring. It was really shit. And then, I, th- I swear there's been manufactured dramas before, but I can't think what any of them were. Well, I remember Evie last year used to have a lot of drama, for, but it was, like, over nothing. Well, Evie, like, actually had been arguing all season, so I think she had genuine beef. There was someone who just piped up last year and had a go at someone, and it was just so, like, a desperate attempt to start something. I can't remember who it was. Ariel or Scarlet? No, it wasn't them. It was... Mm, no, it's gone. My memory's gone. But yeah. I think we'll beat Faramone and Valentina being like, you don't love me. Well, that was genuine hatred, so that was lovely. And just that, that shot of Fair in the background, just going from blurry to in focus, as so she goes, you don't love me. And Valentina's just like, non-caring face that is just actually iconic. Nothing will ever beat the season nine reunion. Apart from, for me, the season two reunion, which is legendary as well. But the worst bit about this is she asks, uh, Nikki Doll asks Britta, looking at it now, do you think the baby was less strong than you thought? And it's just like, no, it's still crap. Like, what are you talking about? It's been a year. Move on. Yeah, no one cares about the baby, Nikki. And even Nikki says she's grown more confident, although she acknowledges it might be delusion. I'm like, it's never a good thing to embrace delusion. Um, and then there was a weird little bit where Nikki RuPaul mentioned that Nikki did pete davidson's makeup on the snl skit when rue hosted and then they give nikki a, a bit of a platform to just kiss rue's ass for a few minutes saying you were so professional you gave me advice and rue's like just soaking it up but like clearly has no memory of it there's just a lot of odd little bits in this <laughs> reunion really um so i think that jackie cox was wasted and i don't mean wasted as in she needed more airtime i think she was fucking drunk do you? Do you just not think she was just giving very drunk anti-wedding vibes? I mean, I think a lot of them were drinking in the reunion quite openly, but Jackie just seemed really trashed. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and I thought she looked like a 75-year-old as well, so she was kind of channeling a bit of sherry pie there, as in looking three times your age. So gone but not forgotten. Yeah, I feel like she's kind of grown into this character that we haven't seen. Yeah, it's weird. And now she's kind of like this like middle-aged mum at the wedding vibe. It's like, well, that wasn't your character at the start. You were like, do you remember when she first came in and she was like, I'm a musical theatre queen. And now it feels like now you're mum at the wedding queen. And at some points people have referred to her as a fashion queen. And then she's been referred to as a comedy queen. And it's like, who is Jackie Cox? <laughs> but, but she does get a lot of airtime this episode because they keep doing the, for you, for you. And then she gets a message from Lisa Renner, which is quite funny. And it's quite... It reflects well on Lisa Renner that she found that funny because it was maybe not the most flattering yeah. impression, but she, clearly she has a sense of humour about it. And then her husband, Harry Hamlin, or whatever he's called, he goes, you nailed her. And I thought I was waiting for him to say, and so did I. But that joke felt like a bit of a missed opportunity. But I think, I think <laughs> everyone at home... Right to him. <laughs> you wasted your opportunity. You were just as wasted as Jackie. Um, and then Rue throws Jackie a bone and says, congratulations, you're the winner of this week's challenge because she didn't win her challenge all season. Um, so now she got to hear it at least once, even though it was completely fake. And then we get we move on to the actual drama of the season, which is still quite pathetic that this is the biggest drama, but 
It was the most memorable one, which is Aiden Zane versus Britta Filter. Um, what did you make of this? I mean, to be fair, I feel like it played out in the show anyway. Because Britta kind of apologised by the end of it and admitted she was just um, being self-defensive, right? Yeah. She was so popular beforehand. Is now kind of who else recently was like super popular outside and then kind of flopped on Drag Race. I feel like that was another storyline recently on a regular like season. Sure. Yeah, they were really and they've came into Drag Race and not. Oh, maybe it's kind of Davina DeCampo. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, she tried to kind of make that part of her narrative, and then I guess Vinegar Strokes had high expectations because of the Broadway thing, and then when you were saying it, I was kind of thinking of. Um, Latrice, because uh, obviously she's uh, such yeah. a legend, but on All Stars 4, it just felt like she was... Sometimes people feel like they can ride off their status rather than... It's still a competition, though, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, I think, especially with Latrice coming back, it felt like you realised how old-fashioned she was and wasn't new or exciting. I mean, it was basically the same clothes from season four. <laughs> just a few more rhinestones yeah. on. Uh, but... Britta apologises. She said it was hard to watch. I didn't like the person I saw. But Aiden, I think, is quite kind in this moment and she insists it wasn't bullying. So I think she does that out yeah. of generosity. It's basically a message to fans, don't send hate to Britta, which she has been getting. So I think, yeah, they both deal with this in the best way possible. Um, and then the show does something which I don't think they've really done before, but they really give Britta a redemption by they allow Jackie and Jan to say nice things about Britta where she looks like she's about to cry. And I really think that was done out of respect. It's like they know that she's, they've portrayed her in a very bad light. She said those things, but they've shown them. And now I think they want to kind of say, but she's not like that all the time. And I think this was a really nice moment for Britta to kind of redeem herself. And also she got a bit of a pile on from uh, Leslie Jones, didn't she? Do you remember that whole thing? Oh God, I totally forgot about that. That was really bad as well. Didn't she call Leslie Jones a cunt? Well, Jess, Leslie Jones went off on these. She live tweets it, and sometimes it's funny, but then sometimes she gets goes really off on it, and was just going off on Britta. God, yeah, Britta has had a really hard time of it this season. Um, more uncomfortable than that for me, though, was I've kind of erased it from memory, but it's in my notes. The tuck inspection they did. Didn't you find this so weird? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this show is weird. Um, and then they talk about the emotional eliminations, and they make a joke about Rockham Sakura's bowels. Uh, so if you had to choose, what do you think was the saddest elimination of the whole season 12? Um, I think maybe it was Rockham. I mean, it was quite awkward when Dada just walked off without saying anything. It must be so hard to be the first one off. Well, she admi- she's now revealed that she um, wanted to say rigged, which would have been quite funny, but I actually think it's more legendary that she just didn't say anything. So I think that's quite cool that she did that. Um, and now she says she thinks Crystal should have been in the bottom for that challenge. What even was that? Oh, was that the... Um, World's Worst, Everyone's Got Talent? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, I, I'm a Crystal Method fan. She has been given an easy ride this series, I think. Yeah, at the beginning she got a bit of a pass, but I think there always was someone worse. Like, Dahlia had not only done badly in that challenge, but she... Because they'd had the premiere where no one went home, and Dahlia did badly in that as well. So it's like, you actually did have two chances, and then you had the chance to save yourself in a lip sync, and she did really badly to an Ariana Grande song. So I, I don't know how Dahlia can complain. And she's also been that given... lip sync was one of the worst of all time. Oh, my God, it was absolutely awful. 
And th- but then the producers threw her a bone as well because they've let her be that broccoli all season, which I find very humiliating and demeaning. But at least it has meant that we know her name, which we could have easily forgotten it by now. Um, equally delusional, Rockham Sakura thought she was in the top the week that she left. Um, although I do think we both <laughs> thought it was really not fair that she was in the bottom, didn't we, that week? Yeah. So wait, what, what um, challenge was that? That was the ball when she was dressed like a virus and she'd done the oh, uh, hair yeah. swinging thing. And I think everyone thought that... Who did they think should be in the bottom for that one? So it was Rockham versus Britta with the pineapple. Oh, everyone! that was the week everyone thought Aiden should be in the bottom for that black and white balls thing. Oh, when he was a referee. Yeah, so I think that was fair. Um, but And then we get Rockham again talking about her mum, uh, who is addicted to meth, and says that her mum has now watched the show and realised that the things she said affected her. Like, you are the reason! You are the reason I do this! Which I, for some reason, find really comedic. I know it's not, and it's very dark. Um, what did you make of this emotional breakthrough bit? I don't know. It's like, do we need to bring it up again? But then I suppose he wasn't on long enough to have more storylines, and that was his only storyline, really. Yeah. Um, it must be so uncomfortable for these parents to watch Drag Race. <laughs> well, they're just, like, being read for filth every episode. I found Widow's bit really boring, um, so I kind of skimmed over that, unless there's any bit you particularly liked. But I did think she redeemed herself with the rap later. Yeah, no, I found... There's something about Widow that is... I mean, maybe her name says Widow. It's something <laughs> kind of... Oh, my God, how do I say this? I've been rude. Not a Dementor, but she just kind of, like, sucks the joy out of stuff. She's not, like, a fun queen, is she? I think she's fun on stage, but, yeah... Her... She seems very serious for someone. Like, drag is never really that serious. Who was it else who just came to mind as I was saying that? Um, a Kind of like a little bit like Alaska in All Stars 2. Like, she performed amazingly, but when you're taking it that seriously, it's almost like, yeah, like you say, sucks the fun out of it a little bit. And you just kind of want someone like Crystal who just looks like they're always enjoying themselves. But Widow did yeah. seem a little bit more giggly this episode, but again, I think she was a bit tipsy. I think they've all had a bit of a drink. Um, we get to the bit where they're talking about Jan's face crack on the Madonna challenge. This was probably one of the more interesting bits of the reunion, I thought. And she finally admits that she was genuinely more upset about the Madonna challenge rather than Britta leaving. Um, and she's even <laughs> and she's even wearing the outfit where she's covered in the face crack and is doing it as merch. <laughs> so that is just a good business decision, really, because, I mean, I would buy that. I think Jan's been very smart. She's been doing all, like, the lip syncs for your life stuff. I think she's the... I think Jan is probably the most... I think if there was the next all-star, I think the most likely are Jan and Heidi. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like you can tell from the reunion who's being led towards an all-stars, because you would never think Faramon would get an all-stars, but then the reunion happened, and suddenly, and it was the same with Aja, suddenly these people, it just became clear that they were being set up for future storylines. Yeah. And I feel like in this reunion, I get the feeling they maybe want Britta to come back and redeem herself. And, um, yeah, like you say, I can definitely see Jan and Heidi in there. And I feel feel like Jackie, maybe not straight away, but maybe in the future, in a few years. Um, and yeah, maybe Widow as well. Widow, I don't... I don't know. I think they're kind of done with Widow's storyline. Yeah, maybe. I think maybe Rockham later on as well, but not the next one. Oh, I think Rockham might be on the next one. I think, because I think they want her while she's still fresh in people's minds. Um, and then they give Jan the opportunity to do her Chris Jenner. Um, d- Which was really good. And how big is that house? I didn't think it was as good as Alexis Michelle's on season nine. So once again, Jan comes in the number two spot, but another face crack. <laughs> they play a game of two Abu, and I thought 
I don't really like when they do this on the reunion. Are you into it? Because they just pick obvious ones. They pick like famously bad outfits or famously good ones from the season. And then everyone gives them the obvious to or boo. Yeah. And just so... I didn't quite understand it. You would think they would pick more like controversial ones that were divisive. Uh, but the one fun bit of this was Heidi goes to the toilet during the game. Do you think... <laughs> do you think this was real? <laughs> I don't know with Heidi. You never know. Well... It was, a, it was a good little giggle, though. I'm giving her one last nickname. It's Heidi Incontinent. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think that one will stick. So, but what I do love that they did is they opened the library, because obviously we famously didn't get this in the season, but they do it now. What did you think of these reads? I thought Britta's one was good. The uh, You Came 13th and 12 Person Series was the best one. Oh, I liked that one. I l- also liked Britta's preparing... I was preparing you, Aidan, for how Patricia Cream... I can't say her name. Patricia Quinn would treat you after Snatch Game. So that was good. And Aiden looked genuinely wounded. <laughs> I think my favourite one of all, though, and I don't know why I found this so funny. I think it's delivery because it's not that clever, but Crystal Method from Widow. Crystal Method, you're the prettiest girl on the planet of the apes. I think she's just smiling so much when she said it. It just really made me laugh. Apparently, one of Widows has caused controversy, though. A lot of people said she thought the her Widows wanted Gigi good. I bet R. Kelly wouldn't even piss on you. Um, is controversial. I was surprised they kept that in, just because everyone's so... You'd think the producers would be so sensitive nowadays to any kind of controversy. I'm surprised they kept it in. Well, I've written a lot of R. Kelly jokes for when I've written um, roast material for the Queens, and I always kind of go in with the thing of, as long as R. Kelly is the butt of the joke and not his victims... And I think it's the same yeah. if you make a Michael Jackson joke or a Sherry Pie joke or whatever. Um, as, as long as you're making fun of them. <laughs> Is Sherry Pie in that league now? It's R. Kelly and Michael Jackson and Sherry Pie. <laughs> She's one of the most legendary abusers of all time. She's up there with the greatest of the greats. Um, and what other... Oh, yeah, I couldn't even fully understand this one. I wrote out the whole thing. I'll, but if you can make any sense of this, please explain it to me. Nikki Dolls. Crystal, it is scientifically proven that eating, and then it's something that I missed, kills brain cells. Every time I try to explain and follow your farts, we just hear the sea. And I thought I was hard to understand. What? I think it sounds better in French. I think it's really funny in French. But do you know what the joke is meant to be? No. I understand, like, when I put your ear up to your ass, I hear the sea. Like, someone made that joke about me on a... um on a roast battle and they won, they beat me. They said, when I put my ear up to Ed's ass, I can just hear the ocean, mainly because of all the dead seamen. Um, hey. so I wonder if it was that joke and it just didn't translate and she, I don't know, but it was really cringe. Um, and then they all start arguing, which is fake, but they did that as a skit, but it actually just reminded me how much there was no drama this season, which is quite annoying. And even more annoying for me, <laughs> we get the fan questions and Vanjie's here. I'm sorry, I'm so sick of Vanjie. Is it just me? You're not a Vanjie fan, are you? I'm not a Vanjie. I mean, we already got her on this season, bizarrely on the Snatch Game episode, and then we've had her on Celebrity Drag Race. The less said about that, the better. And now she's popping up for this. It's like, God, they could not be shoving her more down our throats. Um, did you find her funny? And has she had a little word? Uh, has she had a little cheek filler? Those cheeks were looking very plump. I think she's been consistently getting work done because she was one of the most notable last year at the reunion. She'd had like veneers and face. And I think she's just, she's made a lot of money. So I guess she's shoving it all into her face. But I I didn't find her bits funny here at all. And I didn't find Britta asking herself a question as Paul. Can you describe yourself without using the words New York or City? 
I mean, I'm glad they addressed this, but I didn't find that funny either. No, I wasn't here for it. Wouldn't you have preferred if they had genuine fan questions? Yeah. But they, um... Yeah. And then just not... Oh, like, get several queens on. Don't just get Vanya different outfits. Get a few queens on. I know, it's the budget. It's always nice to see old queens. I like cherry pie. Um, They all do the thing where they have to describe the season in one word. Um, Did you like any of their selections? I can't remember them. What? So I liked Rock'em Sakura's was robbed. Jan's was safe and Gigi's was Elderbarge. But most of them are quite shit. How would you describe season 12 in one word? In one word, uh, disclaimer. (laughs) Redacted. Um, I think mine would just be long or never ending. But it has been fun, I have to say. I am a big fan of season 12. I don't mean to be negative. And then we get to... I say I loved it. I will say one thing missing... Correct me if I'm wrong, there wasn't a single brilliant lip sync. No, I think you're right. I kind of, The firework lip sync, I did enjoy, but I mostly enjoyed for Jeff Goldblum crying, so I don't think you can put that down <laughs> to the performance. Um, but yeah, you're right, there was no... Just Because no, I was watching some um, season 10 lip syncs. Yeah, season 10 had some good Is lip that- syncs. That was really good. Like Cameron's ones were amazing. Cameron's season 10, right? Yeah, Cameron's ones were amazing. I oh, no, that was season 9, wasn't it? No, it was 10. I think I lost. Oh, it was 10. Season 9 they was were amazing. Uh, the season of like Sasha. legendary lip syncs that were one-sided. So season 10, I think, was really refreshing because we got a lot of close ones. Uh, where it could have gone yeah, either like way. Cameron versus Eureka as old women is so good. Yeah, I, my favourite is Cameron versus Monet. I think I've spoke about that before because it was my first introduction to Lizzo and it always sticks out in my uh, mind for that reason. Yeah. Well, I don't think a single lip sync on this series I'd watch again. Maybe in me. I watched the Call Your Girlfriend one a lot, but that's just because it got me into that song. But yeah, the, maybe Firework I'll rewatch in the future. But I don't think, you know, when they do the top 100 lip syncs from Drag Race, I don't think any of these are going to be cracking the upper regions. Nah. But speaking At of that... At least last year we got Evie versus Brooklyn. Oh my god, yeah, one of the greatest of all time. And their their rematch in the finale was quite good. Edge of Glory was pretty good. Um, How would you rank, do you think, season 12 in terms of um, your favourite seasons? I really liked it. I think there were some really surprising eliminations, like Rockham and Jan. Yeah. Um, I think Crystal was surprising, how far she got and how much she evolved. Yeah. Um... I really liked it. Obviously, much better than last year. Definitely. I love season 10. I wasn't a fan of season 9. None of those queens really excite me. Yeah, I think that was just too best friend race, which people have said about season 12, but something about season 12 just had a bit more of an edge. I think it's been probably the best season since 6, so it's definitely in the top 5 for me, if we're not counting all-stars. Yeah, 8 I wasn't a fan of. I have heard that season 7 needs to be re-evaluated yeah season seven uh, is good for a rewatch, but on the first run i think because it came after the wake of season six and a lot of the challenges were quite shit um it didn't really go down well at the time but it's kind of got cult status now i think i don't think if i remember it had really crazy runways like the naked challenge and then the half and half challenge and the um conjoined beard. twins yeah it had some weird runways it did and violet chachki slaying all of them um <laughs> We finally get to address the thing about Crystal and Gigi, which I didn't think they were going to do, so I'm glad they did. Uh, are we any the wiser now that they've spoken about this? No, I think they're just teasing us, aren't they? They know there's some 
mileage to be made on social media, so they're just not going to deny it at all. But then Jackie said she saw them canoodling in the van, and then Gigi said they were having fruit snacks. But I think maybe they did have a little, maybe not romance, but like a mutual flirtation just because they were in isolation. Um, but I liked Gigi's answer that, Rue, you know just as well as I do what that mullet can really do something to you. And it's my favourite thing about Gigi, I think. She's shown such nerve, because, like, remember she said the famous quote to Rue of, like, I understand your concern, I don't share your concern. Like, who else would dare make yeah. fun of Rue for his clear perviness over Crystal? But Gigi just, like, <laughs> references it in a, such a funny way that it kind of works. Did you notice the hotness of Crystal's brother? Yeah, he was cute. I thought he looked like Alexis Michelle. <laughs> But yeah, hot. He was super cute. And Crystal also had to light her candle because the lights were going crazy. Uh, I just think there is just something so infectious about ca- Crystal. That was t- that tickled me, the candle bit. It was really funny. Um, we get... Oh, Jackie gets a note from her mum, which RuPaul reads out. The note is, Hello, I'm Darius's mum, and I'm well aware of his participation on your TV show. Darius, I'm very proud and supportive of you. What did you make of this <laughs> message? <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't think it was like... I think, again, they were trying to manufacture a storyline there. I I wasn't that interested in Jackie's mum. That was the one time I laughed out loud was, I'm well aware of his participation in your TV show. (laughs) That's so, like, not happy about it. (laughs) That's like when you hear about (laughs) someone joining a cult or something. Um, I think think her mum actually wrote this note just to show her up. It's like, you're telling the whole world that I'm not supportive. Well, I'm going to pretend to be supportive just so you look stupid. It's like the ultimate revenge. <laughs> and then we finally hear from the top three. Um, I thought the most interesting part of this was Crystal Arms being tired um, from fisting Gigi. No, from holding the candle, <laughs> which gives Rockham a good <laughs> joke and no one holds a candle to you. And then they all choose, oh no, three of them choose who they should win who they think should win. Um, and because you remember, was it last year or the year before, they asked the whole cast um, at the reunion. And did they? Yeah, and they all said, um, it was season 10, and they all chose either Aquaria, Eureka, or Asia, and no one said Cameron, and the camera kept panning to Cameron throughout the whole thing. And it was really <laughs> mortifying. But they've chosen not to do that this moment. Instead, they have three people all back a different finalist. Cameron and Crystal are quite similar in that you would never think they'd be top three with them. Yeah, although Crystal's really popular with the fans, whereas Cameron didn't even really have that either. Why did Aiden say that Jada bathes in Rolexes? I didn't quite get that. She doesn't seem like a rich, glamorous queen. I mean, she's glamorous, but she's not like a... I don't know, she was like a Beverly Hills queen, but she's like, where are you from? Milwaukee. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, and then we find out that next week, the top three queens will lip sync for the crown from home, which we knew. But RuPaul says there's going to be five lip sync songs. So how did you, what did you interpret that to mean? I don't know. If they do maybe like Gigi versus Jada, Gigi versus Crystal. Oh, that's only three, isn't it? Jada versus Crystal. Do you think maybe they're going to, do five songs and all three lip sync all five songs. I don't really know how they're going to do it. Or maybe... They just do it in their room. I don't... Oh, my God. How's it going to... Maybe it's three... So- okay, so maybe the queens get th- one song each that just they lip sync and it's not against someone else. And then of those three, one of them is counted out and then the other two lip sync. Oh, that's still just four songs. This has really confused me. I don't know how it's going to shake up next week at all. But I do think it's going to be a complete shit show and I cannot wait to see what it is. Do you think Crystal has any chance 
Or is it a G- Gigi versus Jada? I think that Crystal is going to win, actually. What? And the reason I think that is because this season has been so weird. I just feel like they're going to throw caution. I mean, bear in mind the track record does not matter as much anymore. Evie won last year with one win, which is the same as what Crystal has, just because Evie slayed the finale. My friend Katie says she's been watching TikTok and they're all on TikTok. And uh, Crystal is the one who's most entertaining on TikTok, which I think, as she said, is what's going to translate the most to this finale. Um, So I just have a feeling it's going to be Crystal. I really don't think it's going to be Gigi. I kind of hope it's Jada. What are your feelings? I think... I think I'm team Jada. Yeah. I do like Gigi, but for me, in terms... In terms of the look queens, she's not up there with Aquaria for me. You must think they're not just going to judge it on the lip sync um, if you think Crystal has no chance. Do you think they're going to kind of do what they did with Aquaria, which is even when she messed up in the finale, they gave her a free pass to lip sync again? I think, I think they're going to give it to Gigi. I think they're choosing Gigi. It's so weird, though, because Gigi hasn't had a very... Like, she doesn't feel very popular doesn't we i feel like she was i know she did that little britney spears slip up i hope that hasn't like killed her chances oh yeah well i feel it was more just kind of after um the madonna thing after she won the madonna challenge she started coming across as really cocky and i think the moment when people really turned on her was when the infomercial challenge she um kept referencing how much money she'd won and i think it was that point where everyone was like you know what she's too cocky we don't like her anymore yeah and i don't and even though she has warmed since then. I feel like she's never fully pulled it back. Yeah. But we shall see. I might put some money on it. Um, I can't wait for next week. And of course, we will be recapping it. We don't have Celebrity Drag Race to recap this week. Thank God. I was um, not thrilled about doing that anyway. Um, <laughs> so the next time we see you, we will know who the winner is. The finale. And thanks as ever for joining us on this ride. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.